check the meters <laughs> and hit record exclamation point okay How's it going, eh? It's going okay. Excellent. All right. What's happening? Well, this morning... I don't have anything. I, the, my my world is full of just uh, getting up and going to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, okay, I do have one thing. So I, I've been sort of sleeping a lot, it feels like. And mm -hmm. I'm still tired when I get up. Uh, so I feel like I could sleep more. Yep. I'm just kind of listless a little bit. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. I feel fine. Had some lab work done recently and I'm fine, you know, for what they tested for, you know, nothing that would be obvious. What's the, well, how many hours are you sleeping? Between eight and 10. Ah. But sometimes, so, you know, regularly nine, I'd say, maybe a little mm -hmm. more, depending on the mm -hmm. day. Could be too much sleep, which mm -hmm. was to say you go, if you go past a certain amount, mm -hmm. then you can get kind of logy as well. Yeah, but it usually goes away as you get into the day, and this is, like, I literally do feel like I could just keep sleeping. That has not happened since, I don't know, teenage years? Mm -hmm. so, it could be cold and flu season, you know, well, try it. I just don't have any other symptoms. That's so, what I'm saying, though. Uh, and it's been, a, it's been a couple or three weeks. So we were talking about it, and, I, and Harrison said, I wonder if we have a touch of uh, seasonal affective disorder. And I went, Oh, maybe. I don't know what the symptoms are. I looked it up. Definitely oversleeping and listlessness <laughs> along with depression. Those are all symptoms of uh, SAD. What is it? Well, it's Never where it. it's, it's the northern latitudes, the less exposure to sunlight you get, ah. the more this phenomenon has sort of cropped up that they've mm -hmm. um, studied. It used to, I guess, just be overlooked somehow. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it happens to people in the Scandinavian countries more, of course, mm -hmm. you know, Alaskans and, you know, everybody up in the northern part of the world and, and these extreme southern as well. Same thing. Mm -hmm. sure. um, the days are uh, really short in the winter, really long in the summer. Mm -hmm. And they have just tagged this, this phenomenon, you know, this sort of seasonal depression as seasonal affective disorder caused by, you know, lack of or overexposure, I suppose, on the opposite side to uh, sunlight. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the cure is get more light. Yeah. You know, talk therapy as well as uh, phototherapy is the prescription. So um, hmm. I'm going to try to make it a thing to get get sort of out in the light uh, in the daytime instead of just, you know, I, I tend to just hang around inside all day. Right, sure. If, if I'm home. And if I'm working, obviously, I'm inside. So Portland being Portland... Obviously, I am well used to, you know, a more southerly sort of sun exposure. I wonder if it's affecting you more because you're, you know, a recent transplant. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that that's uh, possible. Mm -hmm. It's uh, from a place that's known for yeah. know, extreme amounts of yeah. And I've never, sun. I've never lived, you know, this far north. It's mm -hmm. always been down there. So yeah, it's a, it's a new thing, cyclically, <laughs> circadially, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. but. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that's a possibility, which is uh, disappointing mm. because I really, really love gray skies and rain and the gloom. Captain, whoever he is, he sure talks gloomy. On your post, sir. 
uh, it, it's a paradox, right? I love it, yes, but it, it could it's be. probably not as good for me as I would prefer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is the the paradox there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of paradoxes. Uh... Well, it seems the smartest child in the class is also the quietest. Bart, what other paradoxes affect our lives? Well, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Well, I guess that would be a paradox, too. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. <laughs> so season three begins season three begins wow it's just called two brothers yeah i'm marcus i'm james welcome we just realized uh last show after we did last show this is the beginning of our third year of, yeah. week, of weekly shows to haven't missed a that's week correct yeah yeah that's right we came close a couple times mm-hmm. i was thinking of the one when uh when snowpocalypse happened and i had to mm. sort of pre-record some yeah. Some, some bits. Right. And then I to, did a uh, solo show. Yeah. 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 But we still got it out. We did. We did yeah. release a show. Mm-hmm. That's something that we did. Yeah. Another <laughs> thing that happened was today, the little girl, uh, my daughter, the little girl is riding her, uh, it's like a little lion toy that she's, uh, she sits on and, you know, moves around with her feet, you know, Flintstone style. She's riding it up all around the house mm-hmm. and gets near near me as about to run into me and she goes i'm gonna crash you and i said no don't crash me and she goes i'm gonna crash mommy no don't crash mommy she was, <laughs> wait were you each saying that huh? in turn yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. and then she says i need to crash something <laughs> nuke the whales you don't really believe that do you i don't know gotta nuke something touche just immediately popped into my head. Uh, sure. So it's not just for the show. <laughs> These things happen all the time in my uh, brain. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, with a with a young child, there'll always be something. Mm-hmm. You need to pack up those anecdotes and send them off to what used to be called Women's Interest mag- magazines, right? <laughs> but everybody read them. Saturday Evening Post, and well, that wouldn't be more. That would be like a family thing. But all that stuff that our grandparents used to get. Family yeah. Circle. Oh, yeah. Family Circle, yep. Reader's Digest. Yeah, Reader's Digest. That's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I read several disturbing novel excerpts in Reader's Digest when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, same. Those yeah. are probably the same ones. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, I remember one about uh, a truck, a uh, semi-tractor trailer. <laughs> he was coming over a hill, and um, his brakes failed as he was going down a real steep grade, and <laughs> it was a you know, a harrowing tale of careening down faster and faster and around corners and so yeah. forth ensued um, until he found the, the runaway truck ramp. Right. What What was that series called? There was a, it was a a series called Real Life, not Real Life Drama. It was um, True Life something. Mm. There was a, yeah. they had a label for those kinds of stories. Yeah, they, they were, they were all like, um, I almost died. <laughs> uh, um, some kind of weird metaphor for that. Yeah, survived to tell the tale survived. stories. Maybe it was uh, how I survived, or something like that. Mm, yeah, it could be. It's sort of it like up. a pre-USA um, Today sort of regular segments mm-hmm. you could always count on. <laughs> yeah. You know. Look at them sideburns. He looks like a girl. Now, Johnny Unitas, there's a haircut you could set your watch to. <laughs> Hopefully no one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, th- there were humor segments in there, they were, uh, what was it? Uh, notes, oh shoot, something in uniform. What you had it, uh, humor in uniform, yeah, humor in and uniform. Life in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple, 
more. I can't remember. There was there was a, one that was more jokes. Yeah, humor in uniform, life leads you United States, and um, uh, laughter is the best medicine. Okay, that's the medical one. one. Yeah, Med- doctors and doctor jokes. Doctor, yeah, or which is to say, usually uh, doctors and other medical professionals would sure. write in their yeah, humorous yeah. observations. Yeah, because you know, old people, hospitals, mm. doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so when we'd ha- we'd stay over at uh, the grandparents' house, get out the Reader's Digest, and immediately turn <laughs> to uh, to find those all those funny sections. Mm-hmm. In hopes of getting some some joy, some out killer of the material. Experience. Oh wait, yes. Yeah. Some what? <laughs> some joy out of what? Out of the reading experience. <laughs> no, that's, that's all it was for oh, me. Wait, no, we had that already. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had that already. <laughs> so I I slurped up everything. I, I still do that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's text, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like the newspaper. You you know, you want to get the funny paper, funny pages. Sure. No, no, I always loved mm-hmm. comics too, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't interested as a kid in. Uh, in journalism, but I was definitely interested in fiction. So, you know, when mm-hmm. I found out there's stories in Reader's yeah. Digest, I was like, ooh. And they were more interesting than the, whatever stuff was in the other magazines that they had. <laughs> McCall's and Ladies right. Home Journal, Family Circle. Uh, Ladies Home Journal, that was the other one. There you go. Hey, All right. good memory. Uh, <laughs> so I, it took me a while after I had read those, or as I was reading them, to realize what excerpts were. Like I just mm-hmm, read them sure. as if they were the, the novels or you know, right. just as long stories, mm-hmm. which is how I read a few of those uh, condensed books. But then I yeah, the Reader's Digest condensed books that were um, yeah uh, faux <laughs> leather and gold mm-hmm. bound uh, yeah. books that look look nice upon the shelf. Yeah, and there was like four to six hundred pages maybe uh, with mm. three or four novels jammed into yeah. them slashed into them um (laughs) and then but i was like this i feel like i'm being cheated here and i didn't literally think that but that was the feeling right i'm not getting the whole book so i didn't Mm -hmm. yeah we know once i realized (laughs) what's that we know what condensed meant uh yeah avid readers anyway yeah i guess so but uh i just after I, i after that sunk in i never bothered with them and again i was always if i was interested at all i'd want the full book sure but in end readers digest the same way those like two tales of harrowing danger <laughs> i always uh i, I read the, a lot of those and then i started to read some articles you know that were science-based or mm-hmm. exposés maybe but yeah well i have a music share from okay. it's uh the ballad of easy rider birds <laughs> mm-hmm. there what's his name mcginn mcgain roger mcguinn uh, roger mcguinn yeah who supposedly got a a half a line from Bob Dylan, uh, um, okay. who didn't want writer's credit on right. it. He just gave him a half a line. He said, yeah. give it to McGuinn, and he'll sure. figure out what to do with it. Right. And he wrote this part right here. The river flows, it flows to the sea. Wherever that river goes, that's where I want to be. Flow, river, flow. Let your waters wash down, take me from this road to some other town. All he wanted was 
one they put in the on the soundtrack on the, on the film okay it's nice it kind of has that feel like glenn campbell's always on my mind or mm. um everybody's talking about it from uh midnight cowboy uh is it always on my mind or gentle on my mind G- gentle on my mind excuse okay. me okay um gentle, <laughs> that's a different song yeah uh willie nelson yikes no je- excuse me gentle on my mind mm-hmm. glenn campbell and then uh everybody's there's talking another about one it. there's an there's a song that has um here's a callback right it has a one-note melody for most of the verse hmm. before it goes into the, you know, the chorus, or before it goes into the the title, right? W- which one? Gentle on my mind. Oh, uh huh. Right. Yeah, mostly two two notes back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So that's an inside bar. Indeed. So the reason it sounds a lot like those is because. Uh, producer uh, Terry Melcher put the string track on there. Uh, okay. He added added the uh, the strings mm-hmm. as was the style of the times. Yeah. This, for those and um, this, so, yeah, Phil Spector with yeah. uh, Abbey Road. So that's why those all kind of got connected. And I mean, they were all similar, mellow voiced, easy going pop tunes, mm-hmm. storytelling, folksy ballad. So there was that one. And then here's another one that was from the Birds sessions that they didn't use. That has um, Clarence White lead guitar solo, kind of much more twangy uh, country style. I shouldn't call it twangy; it's insult to, to country, but much more bendy and a more country feel to it, huh. like this.
I guess they they made that uh, a bonus track on um, the reissue of the of the uh, soundtrack or the ballad of Easy Rider anyway in '97. Mm-hmm. What would that be like? Thirty year? When did when did Easy Rider come out? '67? I don't know. I have never seen it. I haven't either. Actually, I don't think it was that early. Was it? it was '68 or '69? Maybe it was '69 or '70 even. 1969. Excellent. Okay. So uh, also, I, I realized it's not Abbey Road. It's uh, Let It Be that Phil Spector did ah, okay. strings for and. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney hated it, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so the apparently the uh, Clarence White's lead guitar solo had been edited out of the album version, the soundtrack version. So it was, uh-huh. it was a, one of the same sessions. They just uh, decided, nah, we don't want it to be quite so country. And I thought that was interesting that it had that feel being fr- from the birds, you know. And uh, it's like, because I mean, I, I've never been a, a fan necessarily of theirs. Mm-hmm. Not enough to know, you know, which tune was theirs specifically, uh, as is my way anyway. For right. A lot of those classic bands. So, but that one struck me as interesting that they had two, you know, pretty different versions. Hmm. It did change the character quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't think it's that different listening to it's them. It's but... different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, good. Well, I just well, I was going to jump in with mine, but oh no, uh, so um, but then that led me to. You know, a minor rabbit hole of birds music, mm-hmm. and I got to one called uh, Jack Tar, and it's very English folk song style. I mean, mm-hmm. even his vocal styling is very is very very different in that vein. I thought that was pretty interesting that they had so much variation in their uh, in their stylings. They didn't stay in a, a real clear niche. The birds. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah, they were they were a curiosity to me for a little while. Here, yeah. so good band. Roger, mm-hmm, Roger and. David Crosby and Gene Clark. Is that right? Is, that, is he in the birds? Sure. I think so. Anyway. Yeah, and the, I didn't even know David Crosby was part of the birds. Really? Yeah, yeah, I had no oh, idea. Whoa. You can see yeah, him in the Eight Miles High video. <laughs> <laughs> he looked very spaced out. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was the usual thing for David Crosby. Mm-hmm. He always he always just does. Uh, I have a, a more current music share. Uh, Beck mm-hmm. dropped a new single on Friday. He's preparing to throw out a new album called Hyperdrive, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. that he produced and wrote wrote and produced with Pharrell Williams. Hmm. So this is a song that he's had out there for a while. He's been sort of working it around, I guess. Yeah. But it's never been, you know, recorded and released officially. Hyperspace. Oh, is it Hyperspace? Okay. Yeah. Hyperspace. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Hyperdrive is a Devin Townsend song. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's got 
uh, you know, some synthwave elements in it. So he's always kind of into a current sound or a retro sound and mm-hmm. then loves, you know, mixing up the two things. Yeah. Even though I'm dubious about this synthwave synth direction, you know, on this song, it's more just, you know, kind of a, like a retro synth sound added into a sort of slow, moody song. That he mm-hmm. wrote. Like, um, if, if you know his album Morning Phase, there's sort of sleepy and wistful uh, songs on there. You know, not the bouncy dance stuff that he's... Like, he did that a lot on Colors, the last album before yeah. this. So it's, it's cool to see him, you know, move and change. I've always loved him for doing that and been a fan since Mellow Gold and wow when was Mellow Gold 93 I think uh-huh. 92 or 3 so uh, that song is just it's the best one so far of, of the few that he's released the three or four that he's released you threw the keys to the kingdom that it was brand new um well i mean until i heard it but even it does have a retro vibe but not sound it's kind of got a retro back vibe quality. yeah for that matter yeah but um it looks when i first saw it i thought oh is this some 80s thing because mm-hmm. he's got i don't know the colors and his outfit it's kind of miami vice like uh, well that harkens to the synthwave influence because mm-hmm. that's all the japanese uh, lettering and yeah blown out colors and right the style of you know that 80s style and, and brash brash coloring 
uh, synthwave is you know taking cues from John Carpenter and you know the video game uh, music and soundtracks that that mm-hmm. stuff it's supposed to evoke that era right right he's got like some kind of a I don't know 90s uh, Toyota Celica or something <laughs> in the background mm. yeah good tune I liked it I, I like this a lot I like it when he's more himself and mm-hmm. you know the other ones I, I like the experimental things he does but when he gets soulful is when I like him best hmm. another guy that has a lot of variety yeah well he's he has a giant playlist on Spotify called uh, The mm-hmm. Complete Beck or something that's just got everything that they have access to I want to say mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really sure I haven't got through to see that it's absolutely everything he's ever released but I think I think it's all there plus you know alternate mixes and takes and things yeah wow his first name is, actually is Beck yes but Beck B- Hansen B-E-K. no he was born Beck David Campbell really and he changed it to Beck Hansen oh I didn't know that for his legally changed stage name I suppose but why Hansen <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Didn't want to be Campbell. I don't know. I, I've never read his full bio, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Beck Campbell. Yeah. Ooh, started in 89. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But he's just two years younger than me. So. Yes. Uh, 1970, he was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Beck will be 50 next July. Mm-hmm. That's solid Gen Xer right there. <laughs> yep. I we're, would all, say so. we're all cascading through. We were talking about generations at work, and somebody was saying it was a, it was a woman and her daughter. And her daughter's, I don't know, seven or eight. And she said, well, I don't know. I don't really know what general. I guess I'm a baby boomer. And I said, <laughs> no, she didn't look that old. And I said, mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. When were you born? And uh, she said, oh, it's 1976. And I said, oh, no, you are solid, uh, solid Gen Xer. It's right, right there in the middle. And your daughter here, your kid, I said, because I tend to avoid gendering. Yeah. Certainly. Anyone, if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, your kid is, you know, is is Gen Z. So she said, "Oh, what are their characteristics, <laughs> or or what is what is, you know, what are they like, or something?" Mm. So the old Gen Z, and I was like, "I mean, you know, as much as you can characterize a whole <laughs> generation of people, you know, they're the kids of Gen Xers, and you know, we're trying not to make the same mistakes that we feel the Boomers made, and so forth." Well, what's a what's a Y then? Why is a millennial? If if Generation Z mm-hmm. shouldn't shouldn't Generation Z be the the children of X? Uh, some of them, the earliest ones, sure. X, yeah. Obviously, there's overlap. Yeah, yeah. but that'll be um, that's only starting now. So Generation Z is about two thousand ish to now. Mm-hmm. So there'll be another generation to come that are millennial kids mostly after the Gen Z. So right. Gen Z is going to be a, what's that? Generation A prime. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Something, who knows? But uh, I've read a couple articles to the effect of, here's why, you know, older generations are always complaining about younger generations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of Gen Xers don't want to get caught in that trap. Right. And Certainly. one of the reasons that made us cynical and disaffected, I think, so many of us, let's, you know, not overgeneralize. It is just, you know, for convenience after all, right? There's plenty mm-hmm. of odious Gen Xers. Yeah. Is that as a smaller generation, as a much smaller generation sandwiched between two massive ones, I think, you know, we feel like we were kind of lost or or uh, we don't have as much, you know, generational say. We don't have as much power, certainly, as a block. Hmm. 
So, you know, you want to, I guess, you know, there was a real sense that boomers had become hypocritical and destroyed the opportunities for future generations in a big way, mm. you know, economically, environmentally. Yeah. And I think a lot of us thought we wouldn't become, you know, we didn't want to become what we saw. Right. <laughs> but ironically, you know, that made, made us cynical, disaffected. <laughs> So although there were protests, you know, it's not as active as millennials are getting. Certainly. Oh, yeah. That's right. which, is, which is fine to see. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Gen Z is going to be a smaller, smaller set. Mm -hmm. Well, if you would like to be a new generation, Ooh. you can send us your... Nice save from my endless ramble. <laughs> send us your details on societal change to... It's just called... <laughs> No, to bros at it's just called two brothers .com. Yeah. If you use the Twitter thing, you can tweet it as at IJC2B. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Blogging, as always, at MarcusHarwell.com. Every day, daily blog. Yeah. Back to daily blog. I, I switched back because I've been pretty consistent. Yeah, good. Good for you, mm -hmm. Jack. Well, I wrote one about how I missed a day the other, the, the other day because it just uh, I stayed up till 3 a.m. and then I said, oh, this is... <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> well, now what are we going to do? <laughs> it's like uh, that Robin... Remember in Robin Hood where the, the little boy rabbit uh, plays Robin Hood and he takes Maid Marian into the the, the, yep. the cops? <laughs> it's like, well, now what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> look at that one. Fade it out. All right, shutting it down. Shutting it down. Baseball research, shutting down. And that beat all.